Hi, I'm R.J. Deacon. This is the slip opinion in the Supreme Court's decision of Artist versus District of Columbia, argued November 1st, 2017, and decided January 22nd, 2018. Federal district courts may exercise supplemental jurisdiction over state claims not otherwise within their adjudicatory authority. If those claims are part of the same case or controversy, as federal claims the plaintiff asserts, 28 U.S.C. 1367a, when a district court dismisses all claims independently qualifying for the exercise of federal jurisdiction, it ordinarily also dismisses all related state claims. See 1367c3. Section 1367d provides that the period of limitations for refiling in a state court a state claim so dismissed shall be told while the claim is pending in federal court and for a period of 30 days after it is dismissed, unless state court state law provides a longer tolling period. When Petitioner Artis filed a federal court suit against Respondent, District of Columbia, alleging a federal employment discrimination claim and three allied claims under D.C. law, nearly two years remained on the applicable statute of limitations for the D.C. law violations. Two and a half years later, the federal district court ruled against Artis on her sole federal claim and dismissed the D.C. law claims under 1367C. Fifty-nine days after dismissal, Artis refiled her state law claims in the D.C. Superior Court, but that court dismissed them as time-barred. The D.C. Court of Appeals affirmed holding that 1367D accorded artists only a 30-day grace period to refile in state court, and rejecting her argument that the word told in 1367D means that the limitations period is suspended during the pendency of the federal suit. Held. Section 1367D's instruction to toll a state limitations period means to hold it in abeyance, i.e. stop the clock. Statutes that shelter from time bars claim earlier commenced in another form generally employ one of two means. First, the period of limitations may be told, i.e. suspended, while the claim is pending elsewhere. The time clock starts running again when the tolling period ends, picking up where it left off. A legislature may elect simply to provide a grace period, permitting the statute of limitations to run while the claim is pending in another form, and averting the risk of a time bar by according the plaintiffs a fixed period in which to refile. The district has identified no federal statute in which grace period meaning has been ascribed to the word told, or any word similarly rooted. And what the one case in which this court used tolling language to describe a grace period, Hardin v. Straub, is a feather on the scale against the weight of decisions in which tolling a statute of limitations signals stopping the clock. Considering the first ordinary meaning of the statutory language, 1367d, is phrased as a tolling provision, it suspends the statute of limitations both while the claim is pending in federal court and for 30 days post-dismissal. Artis's interpretation is a natural fit with this language. The district, in contrast, reads told to mean to remove, temporarily, the bar that would ordinarily accompany the expiration of the limitations period. But the district offers no reason to home in on only the word told itself, 
and ignore information about the verb's ordinary meaning gained from grammatical object, period of limitations. That object sheds light on what it means to be told. The district's reading also ten tenders a strained interpretation of the phrase period of limitations, makes the first portion of the tolling period during the duration of the claim's pendency in federal court superfluous, and could yield an absurdity in permitting a plaintiff to refile in state court even if the limitations period on her claim had expired before she filed in federal court. The D.C. Court of Appeals erred in concluding that Congress adopted an American Law Institute recommendation to allow refiling in state court only for 30 days after dismissal. The ALI provision, like 1367D, established a 30-day federal floor on the time allowed for refiling, but it did not provide for tolling while the state claim is pending in federal court. The 30-day provision casts no large shadow on Artis's stop-the-clock interpretation. The provision accounts for the cases in which a plaintiff commenced a federal action close to the expiration date of the relevant state statute of limitations by giving such a plaintiff breathing room to refile in state court. Adding a brief span of days to the tolling period is not unusual in stop-the-clock statutes, e.g. 46 U.S.C. 53911, section 1367D's proviso, unless state law provides for a longer tolling period, could similarly aid a plaintiff who filed in federal court just short of the expiration of the state limitations period. The stop-the-clock interpretation of 1367D does not present a serious constitutional problem. In Jinks v. Richland County, the court rejected the argument that 1367D's impermissibly exceeds Congress's authority under the Necessary and Proper Clause. The district contends that a stop-the-clock prescription serves no federal purpose, and that could not be served by a grace period prescription. Both devices are standard, off-the-shelf means of accounting for the fact that a claim was timely processed in another form. Requiring Congress to choose one over the other would impose tighter constraint on Congress's discretion than this court has countenanced. A concern that stop-the-clock prescription entails a greater imposition on states than grace period prescription may also be more theoretical than real. Finally, the stop-the-clock rule, like 1367D, is suited to the primary purposes of limitation statutes preventing surprises to defendants and barring a plaintiff who has slept on his rights. American Pipe and Construction Co. v. Utah. 135A, 3D, 334, reversed and remanded. Ginsburg J. delivered the opinion of the court in which Roberts, Breyer, Sotomayor, Kagan joined. Gorsuch filed a dissenting opinion in which Kennedy, Thomas, and Alito joined.